Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us now is Jacob Machid, who is the Times of Israel's U.S. correspondent. Jacob, good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you, Jacob. We may have a bit of a time delay there, but anyway, we'll just uh, cross bridges as we get to it. Well, there's been a flood of international condemnation which has been pouring in today after Israel announced that its cabinet had approved moving towards legalizing nine wildcat outposts deep in the West Bank in response to a series of terror attacks in Jerusalem. Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich is making headlines once again on the issue. So that's what we're discussing now. The U.S. response on illegal settlements under international law. So tell us, Jacob, right now uh, exactly what the U.S. response is thus far to this development. Yeah, um, so the Israel notified the U.S. ahead of time of this decision, um, and the U.S. basically said, look, we're not happy about this. We're going to condemn it publicly once you make it. And that is exactly what happened. First, uh, an administration official basically leaked an anonymous statement to reporters who asked for it on Sunday evening, right before the Super Bowl. I think they were a bit busy <laughs> with other things at the time. Sure. And then on Monday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken mm-hmm. issued his own statement, which is kind of rare to have it in his name as opposed to the, pre- the spokesman giving it. Um, on his behalf, this was from Blinken himself, and he described being deeply troubled and said these are outposts that are even considered illegal under Israeli law, um, and, uh, highlighting the irony of uh, this decision to move forward with it. And then I think that the U.S. is really trying to add pressure to it. And then today they've issued a joint statement with the foreign ministers of the U.S., the U.K., mm-hmm. Germany, France, and Italy, basically making the same points of condemnation. Um, I think this is their attempt to uh, elevate their frustrations at a more more intense level. Um, will they go beyond that? Probably, probably not. I think it's going to stick to rhetoric right now, but it's leaving a frustrating impression with uh, Biden officials that I think will impact the way they, they respond to Israeli requests moving forward. Yeah, well, certainly, as you just mentioned, uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, having just left uh, on uh, having visited that part of the world, um, I, I, was, I was perhaps anticipating a return to the Middle East and to Israel to try and, you know, like... Uh, well, revive, talks to settle, to at least uh, remind everyone about the two-state solution, which is imperative to this uh, part of the world, and uh, at least calm things down, also in light of, um, you know, delicate international connections with the Arab world. I mean, that must also be taken into consideration, certainly. Right. It was actually interesting to see that among the countries in the Middle East that condemned it were Turkey, Jordan, and Egypt, Mm -hmm. um, which are pretty standard. Uh, as well as Saudi Arabia, which is noteworthy given that the Netanyahu government is really keen on trying to normalize relations with them. So I imagine steps like this don't really help that effort, given that Saudi Arabia is speaking out so fervently. Their foreign minister called it a blatantly illegal act. However, it's noteworthy to see that the UAE, Bahrain, and Morocco have yet to issue any statement. And these are the three countries that Israel normalized ties with through the Abraham Accords in 2020. Right. And that's kind of interesting just because if you look at, I wouldn't say it's totally surprising, um, but if you look at their statements on Israel-Palestine over the past few years, they've really, when it's con- when condemning Israel, they focused on issues relating to Jerusalem. And when I speak right. with some of the officials in these countries to ask why that is, and they don't comment on issues relating to the West Bank, um, and they say that Jerusalem is is a is the belongs to all Muslims um, is their their belief, and that mm-hmm. whereas the West Bank is really just a Palestinian issue. And I think there's not a lot of 
um, interest and concern regarding specifically the Palestinian issue, but they recognize that the, the Jerusalem issue is a bit more sensitive to them, and that is where they do choose to weigh in. I was just wondering, uh, based on you know what, what I've been listening, what, you, what you've been saying, and what I mentioned earlier on, Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich. Uh, we've heard we've heard his overtures and you know his proposals and his stance on uh, on issues since uh, the formation of the new Israeli government. Well, Jacob, what sway at this moment do you believe the United States government? can have over him and over other politicians, you know, in like, you know, settling the dust here a bit. Yeah, it's, it's limited. I think hmm. their sway yeah. has slowly uh, shrunk over the past couple of years, just in general as country. I mean, the U.S. influence in the region has shrunk. I would say mm-hmm. that they're able to influence maybe not the actual fact that there's going to be these settlement announcements, but mm-hmm. maybe the scope of them. But even that we're seeing is, is more limited in the past. I think uh, that the government has this tailwind that they're using the, I don't want to call it the excuse, but the reasoning of these attacks in Jerusalem to justify these moves. Right. It's long been something that settler, settler leaders have tried to argue that we need to further entrench our presence on the land of Israel in response to Palestinian efforts to, to, to what they feel, um, eradicate that presence. <laughs> Just as the thought, could, could uh, America impose some kind of sanctions, some kind of uh, decree in, in that sense upon Israel? I mean, to just try and twist the arm a little? I'm just yeah, putting it out there. I don't yeah. Think- <laughs> Look, I, I think that there are definitely rights groups and, and certain countries like um, in Europe that would call for it, but I don't think we're there yet. Mm. I think um, the US, this is not a US, American administration that would ever consider sanctioning sure. Israel. I think the, the support in the Democratic Party is still strong enough that I think that would be politically unpalatable for a Democratic president to try to do that. But yes, we are changing. The dynamic is shifting in that party, and I think... It's not, we're not gonna, the next president of, in the Demo- the next democratic president is likely not to be as quote unquote pro-Israel as Joe Biden is. Sure, sure. Jacob, uh, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon, just giving a lowdown on uh, the United States response to these, uh, legitimate Israel's move to legalizing nine wildcat outposts. Let me just get that right deep in the West Bank. Jacob Machid, uh, Times of Israel's U.S. correspondent. Thank you again uh, for joining us.